Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. This week, it's Craig, myself, David, and joining us from beyond the podcast grave to talk about WWDC, Derek. So the other day, I took my iMac to our walk-in wardrobe. David was just asking me why my iMac was unplugged from everything apart from power. Oh, oh I see. And the reason I took my iMac to our walk-in wardrobe is because we have a fiber to the premises connection and the connection point is a little box in the wall that looks like something Derek would know how to hook up. But every time I open it, I'm like, uh, there's plugs going everywhere and coming out of the roof of this box and I don't know where they go. Uh, but that's where our modem router thing sits. And so that's been playing up. And so I went to install a new one and it was all going well until about step four of this setup thing. And then it just would drop me out every time. So now I'm going to have to take it back because I called tech support, which I don't like doing. I called tech support and the guy was like, yeah, he, he spent probably half an hour, 45 minutes trying to access it from his end. Uh, this is my ISP. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, no, nah, you've like, it must just be a lemon because it would let me do a certain number of steps. And then it would just it, like, now it's not even having a Wi-Fi signal anymore. It's just powering on and doing nothing else. So Beautiful. Yeah, I would be, yep. I'll be returning that. Did you accidentally uh, plug it in without the proper adapter uh, so that you... Wait, what? what is your power? What uh, 240, right? Yeah, 240 volts. Yeah, yeah see, see, you could have fried it if it was American. Uh, it's Actually, American. most of the time, you'd be surprised at how many electronics are cross-compatible. Yeah. Uh, you just need to swap out actual plugs. <laughs> like, I think all of... I, I'm pretty sure all of like Apple's adapters and stuff can take just about any voltage available on the planet and convert it to, you know, usable power for, uh, for your stuff. But, um, yeah, I noticed this when I was a dispensationalist and I went to Israel, I was just surprised because oh, yes. I actually needed way few. I mean, I needed the plug adapter, but I thought I was going to need like big old boxes that would get warm and make you think they were going to catch fire. But instead mm-hmm. the box for the device got warm and made you think it was going to catch fire. <laughs> so so this came with an Australian plug, but the thing it plugs into looks like a small spaceship. It's like this um, big white plastic thing. I say small and then big in the same sentence. Uh, kind of like a kind of like, like a ubiquity large, uh, access like a, point, probably like a dome shaped thing. The plug in one end, and then the other huh. end is this big fat cable that goes out in the top of the box. Derek, I wish I'd had you here to fix it for me because I know you spent like three years fixing up your church's Wi-Fi. So. <laughs> and most of that was because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I need to fix up my church's but Wi-Fi. now I do. Do you guys know anything about bridges? They uh, get you from one place to another, across a river, creek, or stream. Okay. <laughs> well, now I'm more confused. <laughs> <laughs> they said I was getting a bridge. What is this? A bridge for ants? <laughs> <laughs> Needs to be three times this size. <laughs> I thought it's what you say when you're on the uh, the hollow deck and you want to get off. <laughs> Derek, have you seen Star Trek? I have not seen Star Trek. Oh I'm my sorry. gosh! Really How did you guys head. start the Tech Reformation? <laughs> <laughs> None of you have seen Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I so okay. I've seen. A little bit here and there, but yeah, nowhere near like probably I should. Yeah. And I'm sure it's all on Netflix too and easy to watch, but... You know, Hover should have asked you when you registered the domain. (laughs) 
<laughs> you have to jump through these hoops in order to register a tech a tech based domain. A little clippy guy shows up. Looks like you're trying to register a tech based domain. Oh, clippy man! I forgot about that guy. Hmm. All right. So this week, guys, guys. Hang on, hang on, Derek. I have to address yeah. the fact that your camera is looking a lot sexier than it used to. Oh yeah. And by, that, by that I mean your depth of field is like David's. Have you got the same? Are you in the same room? Are you? What's happening here? Um. No, it's just like the blur effect that Skype has now. It blurs out your background. It says, "Hey, this looks like a face, so we should make that clear and make everything else blurry." I actually found the TensorFlow uh, library for that. Uh, oh, okay. And I think that's probably what Apple's using for their people occlusion in their AR stuff. Oh, possibly. Maybe. I have no idea. I'm agreeing because it sounds good. I was playing around with some uh, machine learning stuff this week. Oh, fun. Yeah. What are you doing that for? I was literally just trying to get the Python thing to run. I was just curious. Oh, okay. (laughs) I saw a thing that was like, you can... uh, take a picture of a person's face and turn it into a 3d model with this python script and i was like that'd be really cool for taking like paintings of the reformers and then like doing something with them or paintings of augustine or paintings i don't know uh that'd be really interesting and i had python so i was just like oh download the thing pip install <laughs> <laughs> yep yep all right so this week guys wwdc happened is that a wrestling event <laughs> oh man i never thought about that before now that's never gonna get out of my head <laughs> kidding kidding monday monday is what people like to call wwdc keynote day but mm-hmm. i like to call yep. it mac pro day oh <laughs> yes every day is mac pro day. no you're not a fan of day. that new mac pro are you david i'm not gonna buy it at all you're but i am shell out six grand for a new mac pro so david? happy that it exists <laughs> It's been a long time coming. Yeah. People can now shut up about it, except that now people aren't shutting up about the fact that it's so expensive, even though that's what everybody was. Well, yeah. And if you try to, I I saw a couple websites that tried to configure a PC with similar specs and they abided by the rules of doing things like using error correcting memory and all that. And uh, Mm -hmm. it came out to like $8,000. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bargain, but it's also not like unreasonably priced for what you're getting. The question yeah, is, yeah. do you need that? And the answer for all the people complaining is no. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, how, how dare they charge that much for a semi truck? I can't, you know, I can't afford 135 <laughs> grand for a, for a semi. Well, like, do you need it? Are you hauling coal? Like, <laughs> and they've gone back to the, well, to a modernized version of their previous design. What happened to the trash can? Were oh, people I, actually forgetting that the back pro wasn't a trash can? It was, throwing it was literally it? a trash can. It wasn't even a good one because if you hollowed it out, you could fit like what? Maybe one, two, or two, two crumbled up pieces of paper in there. Mm-hmm. That's uh, John yeah. Syracuse pointed that out. It's not even a good trash can. <laughs> no, but so, okay. I think this might've been one of the very first episodes of Helvetic where Joe and I yeah. talked about how, now, this, it was early on. It wasn't one of the first, but it was early on. Joe and I talked about how you can't really run the, uh, the, the, the 3D stuff, the kind of stuff they use to make, uh, you know, to do the CGI on, uh, 
the Marvel movies or in Pixar movies, you can't run that on Mac anymore. And it's not because they're not powerful enough. Like the iMac Pro has a fair amount of guts, especially if you plug in another eGPU there. Uh, I think you can hook mm-hmm. up up to two. So you can have like mm-hmm. three pretty high power GPUs. The problem is that they the the majority of them, uh, Redshift and Octane Render, require NVIDIA CUDA. Uh, which is a a platform for doing things like ray tracing engines and uh, machine learning that requires an NVIDIA graphics card. And what everybody was kind of hoping would happen today was Apple would say, and you can get it with an NVIDIA graphics card because now we allow NVIDIA drivers to be installed on all of our platforms. I mean, at least on macOS. I I was kind of waiting for that shoe to drop on like... (laughs) Oh my goodness, they're putting everything in the kitchen sink in here. Ah, but Nvidia never came along. And it's possible that like since since we have now PCI slots that you know manufacture like they're whatever new stuff. I don't know if if that means that people can uh, sorry, that wasn't very descriptive. Their new little <laughs> the little uh, Mac Pro slots. I forget what they called them. Oh, they the, they had uh, like a term for them. Yeah. Well, they're also just plain, uh, standard PCI Express 16x slots too. Right. I don't know if they're going to allow people to make their own drivers for whatever cards that they create to put in the Mac Pro, but I don't know. I feel like Nvidia if Nvidia wants it bad enough, Apple will eventually I, like so what I heard was the reason that they fell out that uh, that Apple fell out with Nvidia a while ago is cuz Nvidia was just terrible with keeping their drivers up to date and and apple just finally got fed up and was like okay fine you don't get to be in our computers anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's there's a lot of bad blood there um it has to do with the 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 macs that did have nvidia cards not getting proper support from nvidia and crashing and also being like badly made um but yeah it's kind of hard to say if nvidia like if you ask each side because i've gone to tech support for each side and said hey are you guys gonna have drivers soon and each side have said (laughs) we'll ask the other (laughs) so i see yeah it very much feels like there's just a feud happening who knows if it will be resolved they did release a new api to write drivers against um okay and i don't know if that's going to change anything but what did happen and this is this is why the Mac Pro is so exciting, is they got Redshift and Octane, which are the two main rendering engines that are like GPU driven right now. They got Redshift and Octane to build their rendering engines for Metal, which is the Apple AMD slash Intel slash mm-hmm. it's it's what mm-hmm. Apple uses to do uh it's their version of CUDA, basically. CUDA and more. Uh it's actually OpenCL, OpenGL, and CUDA kind of wrapped into one. Um mm-hmm. So those are going to be coming out by the end of the year, which means that potentially... Which means I can run them on my iPad, since my iPad supports Metal. Actually, they said... Redshift said that they were working on a version where you could do rendering on your iPad because they have Xbox One S class graphics, which is not great but it's also like you could do like look dev on it like like just you know yeah you wouldn't want to render out an animation but you could do stills that kind of thing that's Mm. pretty amazing yeah that's cool of course the 3d software still has to be there too like you have to be able to (laughs) render a thing um but yeah i'm just excited because it means in a in a year or two i should be able to go all in on i don't know if it'll be like an imac pro or just a macbook pro with a couple eGPUs, or maybe mm-hmm. i'll keep waiting and just wait for the wait for the new cheese grater to come down in price uh mm-hmm. used or whatever that's but, okay didn't you say you would never buy another macbook pro just recently 
I don't know. Conversations. Uh, no, what I said I, was their keyboards are terrible. <laughs> I think they might have resolved that. That was an announcement that came out just before WWDC. Okay. Maybe it was me that said I didn't want to know. Yeah, that was you. Or, you were all I d- like, I, I don't think want I'm buying a Mac again. No, I didn't say people. that. No, no, no. I said I wouldn't buy a laptop because <laughs> the desktop's spat. a better value for money. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so already we've gotten to talk about my thing that I'm excited about. Uh, and I should say, the reason I'm excited about it is not just for me. Like Between the Mac Pro and the display, I think we could potentially... Well, specifically dis- the display. We could start seeing the barrier for making high quality movies come down and also see like better color quality coming out of uh, even the movies movies in Hollywood because right now the mm-hmm. solution for doing uh, color grading in an HDR environment is $46,000 and you can only use it for 20 yep. minutes at a time. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> Apple's new monitor, as crazy expensive as it is, is not $46,000. It's $40,000 less than that. Uh, mm-hmm. So the idea mm-hmm. that they could, you know, a, a studio could buy one for every single one of their employees who does color grading. Uh, that's within the realm of possibility, which means, you know, you got more people working on it, more time spent with the actual product. Uh, we could see better movies. The, um, the display is, seems distinctly almost non Apple in appearance, in form. Yeah. Like it's oh, it's really sharp edged. Like the, the whole rounded corner thing has kind of gone out the window and it's just, it's almost just a rectangular thing on a rectangular stand with a rectangular base like <laughs> both both the mac pro and the new display are ugly and i love it but at least <laughs> it, the mac, it, the it mac pro does, does have the rounded edges though like it's yeah it's true smooth and, and, and like there is sort of a and like an industrial aesthetic that is kind of cool about them but mm-hmm. They're not pretty machines, <laughs> and it speaks to the fact that Apple has their priorities in place when constructing it now. The Mac yep. Pro, I don't know, I love it, can move through its body 300 cubic feet of air in under wow. a minute. That's it's nuts. just insane. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely crazy. And it does so quietly, not silently, but quietly. Well, no thermal corner for you. No, <laughs> they, they obliterated the corner. Yeah, they kind of they kind of went a little overboard, maybe. <laughs> um, this computer will have thermal oh. thermal capacity for forty years. You're always better to go overboard than underboard, I guess. Also, can we just got more th- thermal capacity than a screen door? Can we just <laughs> classic? Can we just talk about one point five terabytes of RAM? Yeah, that was I nuts. Just- like, I can't even listen, process that. Listeners at home, it would I load the app RAM. before you click I, the icon. I know the difference between storage <laughs> and RAM. I, I think you can put maybe eight terabytes of storage in it. We're talking about one and a half terabytes of RAM. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Crazy. I think I have sixteen. Sixteen and terabytes. I feel bad Whoa. about myself now. No, <laughs> no, no. I have actually. I have eight eight gigabytes of memory in my. Uh, 2015 iMac. Nice. Why didn't I go for... Oh, no. I bet 16 wasn't even available at that point. Huh? I have 12, and mine's like a 2011 model iMac. Oh, did you upgrade your RAM? I did when I bought it like, before I left the shop. I was like, oh. we need more RAM in this machine. <laughs> 12 gigabytes seems like a weird number. The computer... Well, there's four slots, and I've got two, two fours and two twos or something like that. Oh, that's weird. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, neat. The uh, the computer I use for doing rendering and 3D stuff has 64 gigs of RAM. Uh, and I do run up against that limit when I'm doing like simulations of like, you know, destruction or, or fire or particle simulations. But I can't imagine having doing- a terabyte and a half like... I didn't realize yeah. that you could address <laughs> that much memory in a 64-bit, like on a 64-bit chip. And then I did the the research and I was like, oh, okay, no, you can address a lot, <laughs> a lot more than a terabyte of a half in 64 bits. So what, I, actually, I'm curious, what is the limit to a 64-bit oh, system uh, for addressing RAM? I'm Googling it. Or, okay. you know, if, if we had live chat, David Latchett could tell us right now. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> 16 exabytes. Whoa. Yeah. Of RAM. I'm not quite Holy sure cow. what an exabyte is, but I want one. That is... <laughs> I think that's... Is that... that That's above Terra? No. It's... It's... It's, ter, it's Terra, then Peta, Exabyte then Exo. is 2 that's to the six, 60th power bytes. 2 there to you. the 60th. <laughs> Two four eight sixteen thirty two wow. sixty four one twenty eight two fifty six five. The sixth 12, power 20, of a thousand, so ten to the eighteenth. Wow. Okay, so we won't need hundred twenty <laughs> hundred and twenty <laughs> bit computers for a little while. <laughs> no, no, probably not. Yeah, but David, we've talked about the Mac Pro, we've talked a little bit about the display. Did you realize Siri now has a more natural voice? <laughs> Actually, that's pretty cool. The yeah, fact but that they went all synthetic with it is it's But it says cool. it has a more natural voice based entirely by on neural text to speech technology rather than human based recording. So natural as in natural computer voice? Natural as in natural, natural as in <laughs> it's the same principle as the as like how the new Lion King movie is going to be a, a, a uh, live action movie, not sure. an animated movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was like in the grand scheme of things. Meh, who cares? Who uses Siri anyway? Oh, David uses Siri all the time. Hey, Siri, set a 10 second timer, 10 minute timer, whatever it is. Headphones, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Craig's Siri is going off. Oh, man. oh, okay. I was going to say, I thought that triggered yours. No, although the HomePod, I wouldn't be surprised. It, it it hears us basically anywhere in our apartment. Yeah, that, that multi-user HomePod thing is now uh, a little bit more attractive. Although yeah. I still don't have $350 to throw at it. But I think I got ours for $250 used on eBay. Yeah, there's there's some sales too yeah. that happen. Because 350 is retail, right? I think it's now down to 300 retail. I think they brought it down by $50. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Anyway. Which is... Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that we talked about the Mac Pro just because there's like a story arch with me that begins on Helvetic and finally terminates on this show. And yeah. you listeners like stories. So even though this one was stories boring... You probably liked it better than the rest of the boring stuff that we'll describe. Is it, is a story arch different to a story arc? I actually, which one is it? I, it's always been an arc, as far as I'm concerned, but not ARK, like not a boat. But right, um, right. No, I think you're right. Like an I ARC right. arc. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's go through the different operating system. Actually, any more uh, general things? I have here. Uh, I'm trying. I tried dark to pick mode. Up- dark mode. Yeah, dark mode Yay, is hitting iOS. Mode. Are you going to use good. that, Craig? I'm good. I'm keen for that. Yeah, I mean, I I've been 
more and more aware of the whole advice that you shouldn't be looking at your phone right before you go to bed oh, um, yeah. thing in recent times, but I still would appreciate it. Like often my phone is the first thing I look at in the morning because I'm turning off my alarm and checking my calendar and whatnot. So to not sort of be blinded and then end up with a headache for the first half an hour of my day would be good. I reckon <laughs> night mode should help with that. Honestly, I sometimes get a headache. If I look at my phone for more than five minutes when I first wake up, I'm just like, um, and I get a headache. So I think, yeah, just having an option to, like even just when it's on do not disturb mode overnight or something to switch it over to dark mode. Um, Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's a long time coming. Derek, are you a dark mode guy? Uh, I actually use dark mode on Mojave. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like it. it's not, I don't know, I'm not, like, super crazy about it, necessarily, but I like it. It's good. I'll probably use it on iOS. Probably, I don't know. I don't know if I'll use it on my iPhone or not. Um, I don't know. I, we'll see when it comes out. It's I not one it. of those things that I've been pining for. Um, we'll get to those things later, but <laughs> I like it. I use it on Pocket Casts all the time. And when I switch, when I accidentally... Pocket Casts has this thing where if you, f- if you press any button really on the interface and hold it for two or three seconds, uh, it switches between light mode and dark mode. Oh, And, that's and every clever. time I accidentally do that and switch it to light mode, I'm like, <laughs> And it's, it feels like when... I remember when Adobe switched their default, like how they shipped their uh, programs just with the default settings. Um, to the dark from like a light gray to a, quite a deep dark gray and i remember opening photoshop for the first time after they'd done that and be like oh this feels so relaxing <laughs> I, just, I, f- I feel so able to focus on what's in front of me and not the edges of my screen um well i mean the whole screen's in front of me but you know the workspace uh rather than the the surroundings so i don't know maybe i'm more of a dark mode guy than i originally thought but i dark- think it'll be good <clears throat> dark mode's gonna really start to affect the web design industry because I think when it hit Mojave, mm. that just wasn't a big deal. Like not a lot of people use Macs and the people that do don't really expect the websites to follow suit, mm-hmm. but it is built into WebKit uh, as a thing where you can provide a, uh, a dark mode uh, style CSS sheet. style sheet. Um, oh. And I think it's built into other browsers now too, but the, the fact that it has come to iOS is going to mean that webmasters, as they say in the 90s, are going to be getting uh, (laughs) letters to the editor, as they say in the 80s, uh, from very upset customers or or visitors who were using their phone in night mode and visited your website and, oh my gosh, my eyes, they fell out the back of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah. And as a web designer, I'm looking at this going, does my work now double? Like, what does that even mean for like (laughs) sites where the text is on images? Should we be swapping out images? Like what, what is all that going to mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I couldn't, couldn't get past how the guy was like, um, so enamored with the color palette as well. Like he, he was really trying to be excited, more excited <laughs> than the, an average person could ever possibly be about Look the color palette gorgeous. for nightmares. <laughs> exactly. He, he was like, it's just beautiful and no one's clapping. No one's like, there's like coughs in the audience. Like, but, it, but it's just, it looks so nice. <laughs> like, no, you know what they clapped for was the I just, PS4 I just went to lick it. <laughs> Did he actually say he wanted to lick it? No, no, that was oh, Steve Jobs that describing would be entertaining. Uh, the buttons in the Mac OS Aqua interface. 
He described them as lickable. I'm pretty sure that really? was him, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised but, if people that, tried that to lick those old colorful IMAX. They were kind of look like candy, big, you know, lollies or something. Yeah. Yeah. What about sign in with lo- Apple? Lollies, you say candy? That was my other jaw dropping moment. Nobody saw it coming. Yeah, that, it sounds good to me, I think. Yeah, I'm super into it. I am, I mean, I'm one of those guys that has a pretty good, pretty good password etiquette and like pattern for like, oh, it's just, I open up a new vault in or a new uh, login in one password, generate a password, just log in with my own, with my own credentials as opposed to, you know, I never log in with Facebook or Google anymore if I can help it. Right. Um, Wait, uh, but what's your, I'd be happy to sign in with Apple. That might not be secure. What's your one password password? <laughs> <laughs> were you about to say it were you, were you about to say it? <laughs> no, okay. no no um yeah i'm not we don't have I mean, time for derek to read out all 260 characters of his one password <laughs> <laughs> i'm not like super excited about it for me but it just kind of dawned on me especially now that they're requiring it like if you're using sign in with facebook or sign in with twitter or one of those other services you as a as a app developer you have to include mm-hmm. sign in with Apple and you have to put it at the top. And it's just, hmm. it, I guess it dawned on me as they were explaining that, that like, this is going to change how much data a company like Facebook has to draw on in a, in a not yeah. insignificant way, because I, I don't know when it's going, like how long it's going to take, but in five years, a lot of like a lot of the services that, that they were getting data from are just not going to be providing data anymore. And yeah. like, I, I, I wonder how profound that effect is going to be on, on the efficacy of their ads. Will the, will uh, people stop spending money on ads as much or will their prices have to go down or how all of that will work? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm, I'm very excited to see Facebook lose more data. So on board with you there. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what's one of those uh one of those things that you were pining for derek that finally came out oh boy you know they they went through talking about all of ios and they kept talking about how <laughs> oh, this this stuff is great on the phone and oh dark mode it looks awesome on the phone you know look at all these phone screenshots of these things that are added to ios and i was getting increasingly concerned <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I was seeing no larger screen screenshots and where's my beloved iPad? And <laughs> then they pulled this iPad OS thing, which was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so they started talking about, well, let's, we, we haven't talked about this yet. And uh, we have this other device called the iPad. And now we have it. Now it's called iPad OS. So I, I so first off, just with that, I love that iPad is now differentiated from from the iPhone in that way. I mean, it's all marketing. I don't think there's actually anything, um, you know, in the code that prefers. Uh, like it's all still the same operating system, right? Um, evidenced by like the fact that thumb drives work. Thumb the thumb drive thing that was advertised for iPad OS also works in iOS. Like yeah. all of like these underlying things uh, still work. You know, either way. Um, but I do I do like the fact that they're differentiating 
um, the experience of the iPad from the experience of the iPhone from the experience of Apple TV, from the experience of Mac OS. Like this is something that Craig, that Craig Federighi talked about in the talk show, uh, live, um, at WWDC. Um, and I love that way of thinking about it. And, and there's all these things that Apple is doing that, um, shows them being committed to each platform to do, you know, to do excellent things on each platform. but yet draw them together in with the same technology backing them all up which is really exciting because that creates a lot more cro- cross platform experiences yet prioritizes the the advantages that each platform has as far as input methods and and size and like all that stuff it's it's all all wrapped up in all wrapped up in the name and it's it's wonderful so as far as like the actual features in uh, <laughs> iPadOS, we've got file storage. We've got multiple windows, multiple instances of each app. Um, Didn't you have file got, storage already? Like with the last of. major OS not, update? Just not as good. We, we had a files app, but no external storage. Okay, yeah. So yep. now you can plug a thumb drive into your iOS device as long as you have the right wires to connect them you know, together. Obviously sure. you can't plug a USB drive into a lightning port, but um <laughs> they make things for that. Also Samba. Um Samba? That's uh uh like uh, network file oh, sharing. Yes. SMB. Yes. Yes. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. That's SMB cool. colon slash slash on Mac OS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And uh, uh and the files app is is has exploded in functionality as far as like you, you can unzip Zip and, and zip, zip files and <laughs> I know it's amazing. It seems it um, seems so dumb that we're like excited about these basic features that like <laughs> if you know. just like slap Linux on a toaster, you have zip and unzip. <laughs> yes. I know. Well, and even like WinZip's been around for how long? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, I mean yep. Windows yeah, Windows comes with uh with zip and unzip too. Um mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's it's so interesting because you're just seeing the platform. It's like when the iPad first came out, when you think about it, like iPhone had fairly recently gotten copy paste. <laughs> mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Yep. It's like it's like somebody at Apple when they built the iPad said, "Let's rethink what a computer needs to be for people." And and they mm-hmm. stripped it back to the absolute bare minimum, and year over year they've just been adding things and adding things, and it's so great that like when they first started, the iPad was like probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 32 times slower than like an iPad Pro is today um, because mm-hmm. they were they were memory constrained. They were they, they had to build uh, everything really light and, and performant. And, and we're just. I don't know, like like it's it's a ride to be on. It's not so much you don't buy it because this is going to replace my computer. You buy it because it does things that that you already would like to be able to do and you love the form factor because it makes computing more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in my, for just to talk to that, I haven't like booting up my computer today for uh, this podcast Skype thing. <laughs> it's the first time I've booted up my computer in probably two and a half months. <laughs> like every, all my home stuff I do on my iPad. 
um, cause it's great at it. I moved all my files over to iCloud and I can, you know, go through all of my records and, you know, files and stuff. And I edit all my podcasts from set to learn. I record and edit do post-production on all of the podcasts for set to learn, upload them, everything from my iPad. Um, it's incredible what you can do with it now. And now it can do like six times things better. I said that terribly. <laughs> Title. It's so much better. Six times the things better. <laughs> oh my gosh. Safari uh, downloads manager. Like Yes. Like, Safari in general. Right. Safari is now like an a, a desktop class browser. I was afraid that when they said this in the keynote that they were talking about, oh, now it just requests the desktop version of a website all the time because they didn't get into specifics but hearing from people who who have the um the beta running uh they're clearly doing a better things with uh interpreting taps and touches and swipes and stuff for websites so that you can interface with them better for websites that really prefer a cursor um which is uh everything i need I, I'm I'm so excited to get my hands on a beta. I have not. I, I was talking to David earlier this week about uh, threatening to install it right away, and I have not because Apple has made it very clear <laughs> that this first beta is not for thrill seekers. But uh, as soon as that public beta comes out, it's going on my iPad. I re- I remember trying to do a uh, trying to upload a podcast for lightest form of flogging to Squarespace. And what I ended mm-hmm. up doing was, you guys are going <laughs> to laugh, because <laughs> neither the app nor the website would let me upload an MP3, I spun up a ah. Linode, installed the Ubuntu <laughs> GUI on it, set up VNC, yes. and VNC'd into oh, it. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Downloaded the oh, file, uploaded awesome. it, and then deleted the VM. <laughs> and that's how to do less things harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim Challies was like metaphorically shaking his head. <laughs> well, uh, that is the amazing. Was, I love you for that. I I went on a trip and I took my iPad. I was like, I'll be able to upload the episode from my iPad. That should be no problem. It supports, and it, really, mm-hmm. it was Squarespace's fault. Like it was the fact that they need yeah. a mouse, oh, yeah. and even when you request desktop, like it's just really not built for that. Evidently, their website is better for it now, anyway, uh, or the app is. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one. I, I haven't done it on my iPad in a while, but. Uh, I remember. I remember they said they 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 made that better. Um, but yeah, a lot better than spinning up a VM. And um, yes, Craig. Any any other uh, main highlights for you? That's basically what we're doing. We didn't really say this, but we're we're just talking about the things <laughs> that excite us. I tried to include things that I feel like affect more than just Apple users, like the Mac Pro and sign in with Apple. Uh, because not yeah, obviously uh, all our audience is Apple. Uh, yeah, and I got to, if I'm perfectly honest, nothing majorly excited me. Like there was nothing that I was like, oh my goodness, amazing. I've been waiting so long for this. <laughs> um, I, I was happy about the new Mac Pro. Uh, like I said, I think some of the OS, iOS changes, uh, I'm, I'll be quite a pr- big user of, um, in terms of like Apple Watch, I don't have one. I can't believe it's taken this this long to get s- such th- simple things as voice memos and calculator on the Apple Watch. Um, <laughs> but that like they honestly seem like apart from text messages and directions and email, they seem like two of the most important things to have on an Apple Watch. But anyway, uh, 
one thing that I was kind of, I still don't, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet, but I don't know if I like the idea. I think I'd prefer how it was, um, but I'm happy to be convinced otherwise. Is this switch from iTunes well, to I'm three apps? I'm happy to convince you. And I know we've had three apps for a while now, but I just don't know that managing them all distinctly through, like, uh, you know, sending things to each one individually or whatever seems like a way forward. It, seem, it seems counter-logical, if you know what I mean. Like, it, we're, in, we're in an age where things should be being streamlined, not being separate, granulated, so that everyone has to, yeah, look in more places to find the same stuff. But I can certainly see why we've got the apps on the phone. It's just the management of it. It was nice. In some ways, it was nice to have a central place. Having said that, I know iTunes has had, well, it seems like iTunes has had quite a lot of problems, especially on Windows devices for quite a long time. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a, I had a, my question for you was, what is, what are your feelings about iTunes? How do you feel about iTunes right now as an app? Uh, I use it rarely, but when I use it, it's mostly fine. I don't have any major problems with it. I do wish things like managing photos was easier through iTunes. What? Like sending them where, where I want them to go. What? 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 What do you mean what? managing what? photos through iTunes? What is that? Do you manage your calendar <laughs> through iTunes? What's happening? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hang on. Let me boot up iTunes and so I can explain what I mean. Oh, is okay. that where well, Skype is you too? Can... You put Skype in iTunes? <laughs> All right, David. Put it away. Put it away before I Let's boot, put the boot finder in podcast. iTunes. <laughs> Let's just do some web browsing in iTunes. Okay, I loved okay. that bit from Craig Federighi in the keynote. That was amazing. Especially because I love that Craig can get away with those that's things. That's exactly how podcasters who talk about it have been feeling. It's like, are, what. You know, they yep. added this new thing like Apple TV. Is that going to go on? Oh, please don't tell me that's going to go on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Why was I talking about photos? Well, so you <laughs> used to be able to manage the importing of your photos from iTunes if you had like, maybe an that's what or, I was thinking of. Or but that was that was if like you were a, transferring photos. To that an was iPod, like a decade ago. Or something that was like a couple of yeah, versions ago at least. <laughs> but, um, and and on Windows, that's the way that you import photos from from your ios devices to your windows computer is through or you could email them or use like literally any other form of tcp ip that supports (laughs) binary no emailing them emailing them sucks that happens all the time in my workplace and what i end up with is in my outlook i get a whole stack of emails embedded into the body of the message and i have to right click save as each one it's painful anything is better than launching itunes on windows Uh, that's probably true. Yeah, that's what it, you're right, yeah, Derek. Probably. It's the Windows um, functionality of that that I was thinking of. I'm pretty sure, which unfortunately um, is not anyway, changing at all. Back to the original question. I so I honestly haven't had huge problems with iTunes the way it has been, but I should have a caveat there that I don't regularly plug my phone into my uh, computer to use iTunes anyway. I do now and then when there's been a major update or when I'm wanting to change up a whole bunch of music or something that's been on my phone, like, you know, swap out music and swap in new music. Um, Mm -hmm. But in general, it's sort of few and far between that I use it. Uh, But I do use it as a music player and whatever. I don't know. It's, I have no, I I guess in principle, I have no issue with them changing it. It just, I, I guess I, because maybe I'm, it's because I'm not an iTunes power user that I don't see the need for it. I don't know. Maybe you can yeah, convince me I, of the need I think for if it. you end up if you use all three of those things in iTunes, 
it gets really annoying to like open up iTunes for every single one of them. Cause if if you're, if you're watching a lot of TV shows, Mm -hmm. listening to a lot of music, like, um, iTunes just isn't great for visual media. I feel I I don't know. It's having that differentiation. Never used films or TV programs in iTunes. Like never. Yeah. I just, I don't. (laughs) It's, and See, maybe if I did, it would go. frustrate me more. It's just a... If you use it just for music, it's probably fine. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad interface. Like, like switching between... Yeah. like the Having fact to that, toggle between them all Right. It's annoying. a combo box, for crying out loud. Like, it's a selector box <laughs> that you just click on yeah. and like, oh, I'll select this one. And like, that changes the entire UI of the thing. And you can't play like quiet music in the background while listening to a podcast because that's just fundamentally impossible at this point but they could have fixed that without splitting it into three separate apps is what i'm saying potentially so they, but now they could have actually reworked two streams of audio at the same time like what does the play button do yeah you have two sets of play buttons and all mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i mean i don't i don't know who would have that use case of playing music in the background while listening to a podcast but you know <laughs> that's, <laughs> those that's people okay. are doing those people are doing too many things at once that's fair as a starting the other point. thing uh, the the other thing about this uh, is that Windows Windows still keeps iTunes. They don't get three different apps for this stuff, so that's unfortunate for Windows users. But, I just hope that when I want to yeah. upgrade update Xcode, I will not have to close podcasts, TV, and music. <laughs> Why? explain i'm sorry there's a joke here that i <laughs> okay. don't get because i don't the iOS get developers in the room left uh the <laughs> so in order to update xcode you have to quit itunes and vice versa you can't like they're so interconnected for whatever bizarre reason uh it specifically so relates weird. to like how they connect like xcode uses itunes to connect to your iphone like if you plug your iphone into your computer uh, itunes is the gateway for sense. everything else to talk to it um, but it's just really funny because, you know, you'll say, oh, there's a new version of, uh, of, uh, Xcode and you're listening to music and you're like, oh yeah, I can't actually upgrade Xcode while listening to music. <laughs> Hopefully that will be fixed as well. That's so, that's so strange and, and really funny. I love that. I also feel like this gives TV and podcasts and like, like if you were to ask, why hasn't podcasts grown? Why hasn't it gotten more features? Why aren't the podcasts more browsable? The answer is probably that adding any complexity to any of the three huge things that iTunes does was probably just a nightmare because of technical debt. And then also just uh, a nightmare because how do you wrap that into the user experience where like, oh, you can, you know, you can find podcasts related to this podcast or you can look up the lyrics for this song. Like, in the same app like we um <laughs> and i think this this may give uh, it, you can't see it now but this may give each of those three apps the opportunity to grow uh that that before because everything was in itunes it would have just made people angry fair enough i will hold reserve for the judgment until using said features <laughs> or said program apps craig they're apps apps Man, what else? Sorry, I'm reading something while I'm talking to you at the moment, so I'm not Mm. using correct terminology. That's an excellent way to podcast. I googled granulate. (laughs) No, I'm reading something in iTunes. Don't 
it's on topic. Oh, okay. It's just not exactly what David was saying. I've got some Amish vampire <laughs> fiction going. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not doing that. No, not now. You guys. <laughs> okay. Voice I control, actually, guys. I'm not going to use it. That's cool. Probably. But I'm really glad it's there. Yeah. Yeah, that is huge. I mean, you, I, I worked at a, um, a camp, a Johnny and Friends camp for um, families affected by disability. What is Johnny and Friends? And is that a charity? So, huh? Oh, Johnny, like Johnny, like Johnny Erickson Tata. Yep. Okay. Got yeah, it. Johnny Erickson Tata. They have got family it. retreats, uh, yeah. at least all through America, that, that are for families affected by disability. Mm-hmm. And so I'm much more aware of these sorts of things. And I, I so, I enjoy them so much more when I see them. And this was, mm, mwah, fantastic. I loved mm. it. Hoot's good. I kind of want to play with it just because it looks so cool. Yeah, I was thinking... Seeing as how... I mean, this is... Like, obviously, I'm most excited for people who previously could not or 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 could, but it was very challenging, uh, use a computer. But I was thinking, like, are there situations where this would be useful for, like, your average person? And I was like, you know, one reason that I don't like to eat certain things while I work is because I need both hands to use the computer. And I was like, wait, could I... And then I realized that I would also be using my mouth to eat. So that's not an option. Yeah. (laughs) You need your mouth to eat. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, my son is at this point essentially blind. So having this, um, yeah, available is, you know, certainly props to Apple for doing that. Uh, Of course, at his age at the moment, our our first hurdle is getting him to talk. But uh, once he can do that, um, you know, Having voice hmm. control seems like, seems like a great feature to have. Do you know if it's dictation side of things? Do we know how accurate that is? Because I know like Microsoft's been doing a lot of work in that area and have got this. Well, from what I've heard, have got this this stuff working pretty well. But dictation on computers was always fairly buggy early on. Do you know what I mean? I've used the dictation yeah, for like I- texts and stuff, and it seems pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the HomePod technology, clearly Apple has, uh, like, I, I hear about the accuracy that the HomePod has in interpreting audio. And, I yeah. mean, some of that is the crazy array of mics that they have, but they mm-hmm. also clearly have some pretty good software. And probably the crazy, crazy array of American accents it has to deal with as well, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just can't understand you if you're Irish or Scottish. <laughs> or Australian. <laughs> No, I don't know how they're how good they are internationally yet. Um, That's a good question. I know there's been struggles with that in the past, but they did just add a Siri uh, Indian American accent voice, or not Indian American, but Indian English accent. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! So you can have Siri cool. sound like he's, I don't know, like learned learned English in a British Institute in Dubai, I guess. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out why that's useful. Like, I, I mean. Okay, I guess that's just a well, large a fil- number of people who like the idea of hearing Siri in their native. But it's not their native language. Talk. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. It just yeah. sounds sophisticated, I guess. Yeah. It's just another it's just another option and it's it's um diverse. It's ticking the diverse box. That's fair. Maybe one of our listeners will understand and can tell us like why that's why they why they would go through that effort for something like that. Um, I think, I think ticking the diverse box is a bigger, um, thing for brands than probably a lot of people 
think about actively. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially Apple. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, they have to be at the forefront, which is fine. One thing, if I'm going to complain about anything, I think it's my, the watchOS stuff. And it's not what they didn't do. Oh, yeah? It's actually what they did. Like, voice memos, duh. Like, duh to the nth degree. <laughs> that should have been version one. <laughs> Calculator, yeah. like... Craig, you have you used Duh. an Apple Watch? No, I don't have one. So, I've never. So when you first put it on, uh, now you can unlock it with your mm-hmm. Face ID on your on your uh, on your iPhone. Derek's got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. When you first put it on, you have to tap in your uh, your security code, which is like a four digit, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not very easy to do because the buttons. I mean, I I use the uh, the thirty eight millimeter. Uh, but the buttons yeah, on buttons it are, tiny. are very tiny, and I can't really imagine yeah. trying to use a calculator. And between that and all the other stuff they were showing, I just looked at it and I was like, I mean, I know I, I'm, I'm a version behind on the Apple Watch. I have the Generation 3, not the 4, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But it it's very useful for what it does. I use it for sleep tracking. Mostly, I use it for activity tracking. Like, I, I try to... I mostly use the, the exercise-type features to to help me know when so i need when to get more gym, activity so i can get more sleep that sort of thing what did you say so when you go to the gym you know yeah you or use it there the, the world is my gym <laughs> also my toilet oh, okay yeah um parkour no also gym is your gym <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just comes over and we wrestle for 30 minutes we, we do that once a month it's better than running a marathon um <laughs> That's a subtle office reference. I don't know if anybody. Anyway, <laughs> no, it's lost on me. Um, so you're saying the calculator is a silly, is not the best because it's too small to use. What if it was a voice calculator? I could see that. I, I go ahead, Derek. <laughs> you're raising your I, hand. I will say, <laughs> as as a user of PCalc, I already have a calculator on my wrist, and it is on my home screen, or my not my home screen, but my my watch, and I don't know. It works pretty well. I I really. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't use it a lot. Do you have to use your times when I little can't. finger to press those buttons? <laughs> no, I use Are my you primary finger. Or 42? Okay. <laughs> I'm what? Um, the, the, which uh, do you have the smaller or the larger size watch? Which face oh, size? Oh, 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 yes. No, I have the 42, 42 millimeter. <laughs> I'm like asking you if you're old, but in a very specific way. <laughs> <laughs> you said 42. I, I bet that makes a difference. Yeah, and, and the fact that everything's bigger to what is it, forty four and forty now? Yeah, yeah. Um, I bet that that gave them the confidence to go ahead and do their own as well. But it was interesting when they announced but, this stuff that they thought they seemed to think they were going to get more applause than they did, and it seemed like the whole audience was like, "I guess that's cool. I don't know if I'm going to use it." And that's kind of how I feel about most Apple Watch things. Whenever I see something new on Apple Watch, like for me. I use the Siri face. I use uh, I use carrot, and again, mostly exercise, sleep tracking type stuff. Um, and sometimes I'll use it to like skip and skip and go back on podcasts I'm listening to. That's about it. I even have mm-hmm. right here one of my complications is the Home app. Uh, oh no, it's the Walkie Talkie app. Haven't touched Walkie Talkie pretty much ever. Used it once, and I don't know. I, I feel like Apple doesn't understand the watch. Which is crazy, obviously, because they make it. But this mm-hmm. this announcement, I don't know. I hope developers take the tools that they're being given and make really cool things that are practical for the watch. But this announcement, I don't know. It, it feels like maybe maybe they're not headed in a 
in a strong direction. I think the thing is with the watch is it's just not a, a, a device that you use for a lot of active things, like actively interfacing with the watch with your fingers is not something that most people should do most of the right. time. Uh, it's great at the passive, like fitness tracking and, uh, you know, whatever other tracking that, that it's doing by measuring, you know, where is it going in space and what is your heartbeat and all that stuff that that stuff's the fitness stuff is i think probably really what sells the and notifications watch. are great everything obviously. else is just notifications are great that's pretty much all i use my apple watch for anymore is notifications partially because it's just slow because it's a uh, series one but um yeah it's it's just not really a thing for apps yeah yeah I remember when it first came out, I was, I was thinking like, if this could be smart, like if it could give me stuff that I want when it thinks that I want it and have even a 60% hit rate, then it would be great. And that's why I use the Siri face because I don't think it has a 60% hit rate. It probably has like a 35% hit rate of, I look at my watch and it's showing me something that I want to see. Um, so that's useful, but that's what I think they should be focusing more on is, is increasing that hit rate of the watch can tell where you are and what you're doing. And uh, I did like the, the audio stuff where it tells you, Hey, if you're here for, uh, if, if, if you stay here for 30 minutes, you're going to have uh, hearing damage. Yes, that is cool. I would use that. Yep. I probably won't get it. I don't know if my watch actually will update to the new watch. OS oh, that's or not. a good question. I don't know what the, I'm probably going to get phased out here soon, which is unfortunate, but well, if you just use it for notifications, then I'll keep doing that for the next five years. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever works. All right. Any closing thoughts from anybody? Any, uh, final last words that sounded nope. more dramatic than it I'm is. sure there'll be plenty of feedback in the Slack. Yeah. Has the Apple channel yeah. been going off this week? I haven't had much time to check into it. I must admit. Not really. Not, there's there hasn't been a whole lot of conversation in there okay but uh you know well now you can hit so up there's either room for ep- more either episode discussion or apple and we won't complain either way because both are appropriate that's true we are the ones who duplicated data sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you derek for joining us gracing us yeah, with thanks, your presence. Oh, my pleasure and uh i'm so happy i could finally uh jump back on one of these if you guys would like to interact with us and with Derek and tell us how dumb Apple is or what we missed that you are excited about or basically anything, you can do that by going to slack.techreformation.com. Or you can hit up our website at techreformation.com to look through our back catalog, find some stuff that interests you and share it with a friend. Do you want to do, do the outro, Derek? Uh, this has been Tech Reformation. Thanks for listening, and we'll well they'll talk to you oh, next dang, week. Dang, I thought you were going to say we'll see you again next week, and I was going to get you for another week. <laughs> <laughs> it was my evil ploy. <laughs> good try, good try. Back.